uh, we continue reflecting on the Christmas story. And today we're looking at the third part, meaning that we're looking at the third character uh, in this story. Uh, two weeks ago, we uh, started looking at Mary, which was done like on Facebook, because we didn't have church. And then last week, we talked about Joseph. And I'm just realizing that I don't have my clicker with me here. Thank you, Wanda. Uh, so we started looking at Mary. Thank you so much. And Mary reminds us of the spirit of surrender. This is a young lady who is pretty much a teenager engaged to Joseph, who was mature because he was older much older than Mary. And then she comes to find out from an angel that she's going to be having a child. She's troubled. She's in a situation where she thinks that this is impossible. And of course, the angel would say nothing is impossible in God's eyes. I mean, for God... All things are possible. And of course, the angel would say that the power of the Holy Spirit will cover you to, to make this happen. So you see, this is a... She, she, she's troubled. She doesn't know what to do. And, but in the end, she would say, you know, let whatever God wants to do, let it be done to me. So that's to surrender. So from Mary, we learn, we have learned that prayer enables us to surrender. And every time we surrender, we become able to experience God's grace, receive God's favor, and, and then see God. Last week, we talked about Joseph, and Joseph... He's, he's a guy who reminds us in the story about presence. So I want to see if I can get us there. About presence. He's also going to struggle with the news that Mary brings to him saying, Hey, you know what? I know we are not yet married, but I'm going to be pregnant. How would you respond to that? So Joseph was also troubled. And, and of course, the angel of God would appear to Joseph to say, hey, don't divorce her. Just marry her. God wants Joseph to be present in Mary's life and in the life of the baby Jesus. Because this is what God wants you to do also for the people in your life. God wants us to be present, to be there for each other, to protect each other, to care for one another. So today, we're looking at a different character. So we're going to talk about the shepherds and what do they represent in this story. And this is based on uh, primarily uh, on Luke chapter 2. But before we do that, let's... Uh, Let's bow our heads and pray, shall we? 
Heavenly Father, we, uh, we, we thank you for allowing us to be here today so that we can reflect on your word. And we ask that you speak to us, to revive us, to renew our minds and transform us. Speak to give us healing, healing in every aspect of who we are. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, when, when you think of shepherds uh, in the Bible, these were not people of uh, a very uh, appealing social status. They were just ordinary people at the bottom of the ladder in society. And I, I bet every parent when raising their child during that time would never want their child or hear from their child saying, I'm gonna be a shepherd when I grow up. You know, they were just these people on the edge of society. They didn't own much like Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac long time ago. They, they were just ordinary people. When everybody else was sleeping, they were awake because they had to care for the flock. And because during those days, in those days, in those times, uh, people, they could have a flock, a few animals, but they still needed someone to care for these flocks. And then they would hire shepherds so when, when, when you think of a shepherd, they didn't really own a lot of animals during Jesus' time. But they had like 10 from this family, 20 from the other family. So it was a job they were paid for. And of course, they could also have their own few animals to care for. But you know, being a shepherd, it wasn't an easy thing to do. So they had to be diligent, they had to be dependable, they had to be brave. They were willing to take risks, <coughs> to even risk their own lives, just to protect the flock, just to protect these animals. And eventually, when you, you read the entire New Testament, being a shepherd became like a, a model for Christian leadership. To be a pastor, it means that I am a shepherd over you. I oversee uh, your lives and, and souls on this journey of faith. So being a shepherd became like a model for Christian leadership. And Jesus Christ, when he, he, he started his public ministry, according to John chapter 10, he's going to use this uh, image of being shepherd, saying, like in John chapter 10, saying you, you, there are good and bad shepherds. And I am the good shepherd because he's a shepherd over all of us. So now going to, to our story, as we reflect on the shepherds, as I said, they were common people. And as I was uh, studying the scripture, I came across an article written by by Pope Benedict, the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, he, he said something very interesting. 
You know, I was wondering, why, why did God choose to send an angel instead of sending this angel to King Herod, but he sent the angel to the shepherds? Why? Have you ever asked yourself that question, why? So Pope Benedict reflected on the scripture, and he said something very interesting, that these being very common people, they were awake. See if I can get that here. They were awake during that silent night. And you know, when you sleep and you have a dream, you are locked in your own dream and locked out of the common reality of life, right? Because when you are awake, you all can see me, I can see you, you can see people around you, you can hear what other people are hearing, right? We can share the experience together. But when you are in a dream, the only person sharing that experience is yourself, right? So he, he looks at the shepherds as people who are not, who have chosen not to be locked in their own dream world, but to be open to this common reality of God. And that's why they were so predisposed to be visited by the angel because they were awake. Every time, you know, scripture also talk about, talks about being awake all the time. Just be awake, be awake, and wake up. You know, this phrase keeps coming back just to remind us that every time you lock yourself into your own dreams, into your own self-oriented or self-based desires, dreams, you are locked out of God's dream. And you miss out on God's power. So, Scripture wants us, as we reflect on the shepherds, that we have to keep in mind that we have to be awake. We have to be awake. We have to be awake. And every time we sleep spiritually, we can't receive, we can't see. We become deaf. We can't hear because I am in my own dream. I am dreaming. But when I wake up, I can see, I can hear what others can hear. I can see what others can see. So Pope Benedict kind of like said, you know, these shepherds were awake. And the angel came to them because they were awake. They were in this attitude of receiving. So let me ask you this. Every time you come to church on Sunday, do you expect God to speak to you? Do you look forward to that, saying, okay, God, I'm ready, I'm open? So that's being awake, meaning that I predispose myself, I open myself up to receiving whatever you have in mind for me, whatever you have in mind for me. So they were awake, and that's why they were able to receive and every time you receive from God, then you add a sign to that, like in the story in the Bible here, 
you become a witness. And that's what happened to these shepherds. They are taking care of their flock. And, and according to history, usually they would be singing sometimes to stay awake and to put their baby animals to sleep. They would be playing their instruments. So they were really awake. And now they have received the message from the angel. And the angel says that there is a sign. And the sign is that when you go to this place, you're going to find a baby wrapped. And it's going to be in the manger. That's the sign. Baby Jesus, the Savior of the world. So, you know, they were able to receive the good news. And they are now able to go and see the sign. And that's how we become a witness. You witness at something that you experience, something that you see, something you hear about. So now the shepherds are witnesses, witnesses and now they can go and find Jesus, uh, baby Jesus. So what does it mean to be a witness? So that I'm going to talk about three things here. Pretty much what I've said with you today. So a witness is someone, I think I skipped something here. Witness is someone who spreads the word. And according to Luke, that's exactly what the shepherds will do. After going to that place where Jesus was as a baby, they didn't stay there. You know, Jesus is here. The Bible says that every time two or three or even more of you agree and get together in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be there. So Jesus is here. So the shepherds, they have stepped out of their place, and now they are like here in church. They chose not to stay there. They get out to go and spread the word. And next, what they're going to do, they're going to return home where they belong after spreading the word so that everybody after that, everybody have heard of, has heard of Jesus Christ, has heard of the good news. Now they can go where they belong. They are shepherds. Not only they go back, but they also glorify and then praise God. So I'm going to end with this question here. Uh, how would you want to witness? How, how would you want to tell the story of Jesus? to your friends, to your co-workers or neighbors, family members. And if you look in your program, there's, a, there's this. There's an insert. So I'd like you to take a moment, not only in worship today, but throughout this week, because in January, the first Sunday in January, we're gonna, gonna dedicate ourselves and uh, uh, Surrender to Jesus using these cards. Uh, I'm going to make them available also in the back so that during the week you can take one. Pray about this. How would you like to witness? The shepherds remind us that Christmas isn't just about a gift exchange or being in family. It's, it's more. It's about witnessing. Whatever God has done for you this year, it's a 
It's because God wants you to be a witness. You have seen God's power, God's healing power, God's provision somehow. Why don't you just become a witness? Why don't you choose to tell others about God's mighty works in your life? 